Hello and welcome to Serrated Edge. Today my sister is going to be reading, um, Fortunately the Milk. Zoe's back! How are you, Zoe? Good. Have fun. Fortunately the Milk. Take it away, Zoe. You ran into someone you knew, I said, and you lost track of time. I bought the milk, said my father, and I did indeed. He'd say a brief hello to Mr. Ronson from over the road. He was buying a paper. I walked out of the corner shop and heard something odd that seemed to be coming from above me. It was a noise like this. Some, some, I looked up and saw a huge silver disc hovering in the air. Above Marshall Road. Hello, I said. Hello, hello, I said to myself. That's that's not something I see every day. No, that's not something you see every day. And then something odd happened. That wasn't odd, I asked. Well, something odder, said my father. The odd thing was the beam of light that came out. The, the disc, a glittery, shimmering beam of light that was visible even in the daylight. And the next thing I knew, I was being sucked up into the disc. Fortunately, I had, I had the, I had put the milk into my coat pocket. The deck of the disc was metal. It was big as a playing field, or bigger. We. We have come to your planet from a world very far away, said the people on the disc. I call them people, but they were a bit green and rather gloppy, and they looked very grumpy indeed. Now, as a representative of your species, we demand that you give us ownership of the whole planet, we are going to remodel it. I jolly well won't, I said. Then, it said, we will bring all your enemies here and have them make you miserable until you agree to sign the planet over to us. I was going to point out to them that I didn't have any enemies when I noticed a large metal door with a sign that said, Emergency exit. Do not open for any reason. This means you are on it. I opened the door. Don't do, don't do the said a green globby person. You'll let the space time continue in. It was too late. I had already pushed open the door. I jumped. I was falling. Fortunately, I I had kept tight hold of the milk, so when I splashed into the sea, I didn't lose it. 
What was that? Said a woman's voice. A big fish, a mermaid, or was it a spy? I wanted to say that I wasn't any of those things, but my mouth was full of seawater. I felt myself being hauled up onto the deck of a little ship. There were a number of men and a woman on the on the deck, and they all looked very cross. Who be ye, landlubber? Said the woman who had a big sack. Hat on her head and a parrot on her shoulder. He's a spy, a walrus in a coat, a new kind of mermaid with legs. Said the man. What are you doing here? Asked the woman. Well, I said I just sat out to the corner shop for some milk for my children's breakfast and for my tea. And the next thing I knew, he's lying, Your Majesty. She pulled off her cutlass. You dare lie to the Queen of Pirates? Fortunately, I had kept tight hold of the map, and now I pointed to it. If I didn't go to the corner shop to, to fetch this milk, I, I asked them, "Then where did this milk come from?" At this, the pirates were completely speechless. Now I said, "If you could let me off somewhere near to my destination, I would be much obliged to you." And where does that happen to be? Said the Queen of Pirates, on the corner of Marshall Road and Fletcher Lane. I said, "My children are waiting there for their breakfast." You're on a pirate ship now, my fine bucko," said the Pirate Queen. And you don't get dropped off anywhere. There are only two choices: you can join my pirate crew or refuse to join them. You will slit your coat. You throw, and you will go to the bottom of the seas, or you will feed the fishes. Never heard about walking the plank? I asked. What about walking the plank? I asked. Asked. Never heard of it, said the pirates. Walking the plank, I said. It's what proper pirates do. Look, I'll show you. Do you have a plank anywhere? It took some looking, but we found a plank, and we showed the pirates where to put it. We discussed nailing it down, but the pirate queen decided it was safer to ha- just to have the two fattest pirates sit on the end of it. Why exactly do you want to walk the plank? Asked the pirate queen. I edged out onto the plank. The blue Caribbean water splashed gently beneath me. Well, I said, I've seen lots of stories with pirates in them, and it seems to me that if I'm going to be, that if I'm going to re- be rescued, at this the pirates started to laugh so hard their stomachs wobbled, and the parrot took off in, into the air and amazed. Rescue, they said. There's no rescue out here. We're in the middle of the sea. Nevertheless, I told them, if you're going to be rescued, it will bo- always be wa- walking the plank, which we don't do," said the pirate queen. Here, have us manage the balloon and come join our our piratical adventures. It's the 18th century," she added. "There's always room for a bright, enthusiastic pirate." I caught the the balloon. Almost wish. I almost wish that I could. 
I almost wish that I could. I told her, but I have children, and they need their breakfast. Then you must die. Walk the plank. I edged out to the end of the plank. Sharks were circling. So were piranhas. This was where I interrupted my dad for the first time. Hang on, I said. Piranhas are freshwater fish. What are they doing in the sea? You're right," said my father. The piranhas were later, so it was at the the end of the plank, facing certain death, when a rope ladder hit my shoulder, and a deep, booming voice shouted, "Quickly, climb up the rope ladder!" I needed no more encouragement than this. I grabbed the rope ladder with both hands. Fortunately, the milk was pushed deep into the pocket of my coat. That's all for now. Thanks. Word time today. The word is inferno. An inferno is a fire. I'm thinking about this word because. Um. Currently, there is a fire an hour away from us. Um, and in 2017, there was a fire called the Thomas Fire, which um made us have to leave our house and um go to a friend's house that lives kind of far away. And then and we then, needed to go to our grandparents because there was a fire near them too. And then the year after that, there was another fire around where we live. Luckily, we didn't have to evacuate. Now there's another fire, and I really hope that fi- I really hope that fire season doesn't happen while COVID nineteen happens, because that would be horrible. Yeah. But anyway, an inferno is a fire. This episode was produced by Gavin Snyder and narrated by Zoe Snyder. If you like this episode, please subscribe wherever you listen. If you would like to support Serrated Edge, make a poster, tell a friend about us, or send in a recording so we can feature it on so we can feature it on the podcast.